Hi, I'm Philip Anthony Mangan. I am the vegan model and I'm with SoFlo Vegan. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the SoFlo Vegans podcast. I'm your host and founder of SoFlo Vegans, Sean Russell. On this episode, we have Philip Anthony Mangan, who is also known as the vegan model. In this episode, we talk about a number of topics, including Captain Planet, ethical veganism, paper leather, and how Philip Anthony Mangan got into modeling. And there's a lot of other things we touched on, but the best way to find out is to listen to the entire episode. So we want to thank him. We also like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Leaves and Roots. So if you're ever in the South Florida area and Fort Lauderdale, make sure you stop by Leaves and Roots in the Mass District area. It's a cava and kratom bar with lots of delicious vegan munchies. So check them out on Instagram and all the different social medias and follow them. Leaves and Roots Lounge. So sit back, relax, enjoy this episode of the SoFlow Vegans podcast with Philip Anthony Mangan, the vegan model. You are listening to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. I'm your host, Sean Russell. I'm here with Alba Mendez, and today we have an amazing guest. And of course, you're like, wait, is this a repeat? Is this the last episode? Because it sounds like the same setup. It's not. It's a brand new episode, and Alba is going to introduce our amazing guest. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So we always say that we're super excited, but again, this is going to a different direction. We have none other than Philip Anthony Mangan, known as the vegan model. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Welcome. So we have a tradition on the show. We always start off with your vegan journey. If you're an X-Men, what is your mutant origin story? All right. All right. So it all started um, June of 2017. Watched the documentary, What the Health. And uh, since I've been in like, like super big into nutrition for, for many years prior, it just kind of spoke to me in a way that like I felt like I'd been lied to my whole life. And uh, the next day, I threw out everything in my fridge and, and went vegan, full force into it. And um, that started my journey. And uh, it just grew so much more from, you know, the nutrition side and to the planet saving side um, over the years. And uh, I've been able to align it with my whole modeling career and uh, use my, my voice for good. So, I mean, it's a, there's so much more, but that's the gist of it. So, so while you were going on this, you discovered you when you started to move toward plant-based vegan lifestyle, what made you just throw everything out and stick with that? You know, did you come up against any obstacles? Like, what do you see in your personality that made that work for you? Got it. Um, so, I think I made a lot of different changes in my life um, for the year and a half prior. And the best way I can put it is, uh, you know, kind of when you when you make one change to your life, uh, the, the next change becomes easier. So I've just been, you know, flying through changes and I'm like, all right, it's not scary anymore. I know I can do this. And I was kind of just up for the challenge. I mean, it was definitely um, something that took a lot of my time to kind of figure out what worked for me. and um, I don't know. It's just like when I when I go all into something, I, I don't quit, you know, and even with like, you know, when I became a model, it was like, all right, I don't know. There's there's so many people trying to become models, but, you know, I, I went 
full force with everything that I, you know, was doing to try to get signed in a, you know, and I think whenever I kind of do something, it's just my work ethic is invested into that thing. And uh, it's able to just, you know, make a, an emotional connection to the vegan lifestyle. And I think that's what aligned me with it. You know, I think a lot of times you will hear information from, you know, the media or, you know, people that are spreading the vegan movement. But if you're not ready to um, listen to that message and really understand it, you're just going to just breeze right, you know, through it and forget that it even existed. So you pretty much did everything cold turkey. Like you said, you went into your fridge and start throwing anything animal derived. Bye, bye, bye. And yeah, let's I'm, do something new. Yeah. And I, it was uh, it was I think that's what was great. It was just like. I'm not afraid to change. So it's like, it's always interesting to explore a different type of lifestyle. And I, I mean, I think what attracted me to it at first was, all right, everyone's saying that you feel so great as a vegan, you know, you know, the thing is, I didn't feel so bad before, but the thing, you know, what I feel, what I say now is that I feel the best I ever felt mentally. I don't think I have x amount more energy or i'm x amount stronger i always kind of you know say it made me more mindful and now i feel more powerful because of that so that's kind of the the biggest thing that i feel like what vegan life has given me i have another question you yeah. said that when you saw this documentary what led you to the documentary like were you actively searching for a different way of life because you said that you started making changes before what does that mean uh, well, I think it was just making changes to my life before. So I, I was letting, I was able to let more in. So kind of when you open your mind to something different, I feel like you're, the things that didn't speak to you before will start speaking to you and showing up and you'll be catching them in a way that you never caught before because your mind is open to actually accepting them. And um, I watched Forks, Forks Over Knives first. It's a little borderline there. And then um, my friend, she's actually a doctor and she was like, oh, you should check out What the Hell. And that was it for me. It was just like that, you know, there's certain things that speak to you much more than other things. And that thing, you know, that's the documentary that spoke to me. And from there, it just it was easy to dive all in. So your profession is modeling. How did you mention that you were able to kind of have them coincide with one another? How did you make that transition from whatever it is you were doing as a model before you're vegan to actually being a vegan? Okay. Um, well, I feel like a big part of the modeling I do is actually like commercial um, modeling. So it doesn't really uh, kind of, it, it didn't change too much at the start. It wasn't like, Hey, I'm turning down jobs because you know, they, they don't align with my beliefs, you know, cause when you're doing commercials, it's a little, different you know it's like all right if i'm doing a commercial for amazon alexa you know <laughs> i think i'm fine doing that but you know if i'm doing something else like where I've, I've had different um you know companies approach me to you know go to a casting or whatever oh we'll request you for a casting but then it'd be something with me and i just turn it down before it even kind of and it sucks you, you turn down stuff that you're turning down work but i always say like i'd rather turn down the work and, and have something aligned with my beliefs because, you know, the things will come if you give them time. You just have to be patient. And I, I'm not going to sell out, you know, who, what I believe in just because of a paycheck. 
the money, it's not about the money for me. You know, it's really about just making a difference. And how long were you modeling before you became vegan? Uh, just a couple months. Uh, so, you know, when I went vegan, it, like I said, it was kind of like everything was just a lot of different new things. I moved to New York about six months prior than that, got into the modeling industry, you know, five months, you know, into my New York journey, you know, two or three months after that, went vegan. So it's just like I didn't make change after another, after another. And it was just like, all right, what do you got next? You know, <laughs> what were you doing before modeling? Uh, I was running my own business actually here, oh, in, entrepreneur. here, in, here in Florida. <gasps> so you're a Florida native. Yes, I am. Okay. I actually grew up down here. So, um, what parts? Uh, Pemmer Pines. Oh, so oh, you're no a South Floridian. Yeah. So flow. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Exactly. So that's why I was like, I couldn't wait to be part of your guys' podcast. And um, yeah, no, I was uh, running my own business and uh, went to school at Florida State University. Wow. Um, graduated and um, started a party bus business. Party um, bus business. Yes. And uh, I mean, Florida State is a big party town. And, right. um, you know, I saw the opportunity there and uh, the economy was really bad at the time and, you know, kind of decided to start something with scratch with like one of my best friends and um did it for about six or seven years and uh so your life was a party at the party bus yeah what every night uh pretty much every night it's a, it was a very i would say it was it was a lot of fun it was a very toxic lifestyle oh um you know there's a lot of times i wanted to kind of just make a transition to something else but um you know i think uh when you're kind of caught up in that change is harder than uh you know harder than you you know like you don't know anything else so it's like it's it's pretty hard to just get out and try to figure out what you want to do and um you know I don't think it was until I was able to kind of really slow down and you know quiet quiet all the noise of you know separate myself from like you know the toxicity of the the drinking and the partying and the environment that I was in that I was able to see how to get out and to you know what I wanted to do and and that was kind of what led me to New York eventually so I mean it's a it's kind of a, a long story with that but long story short I did you know the party bus business for seven years and um and I phased it out but I used it as a stepping stone to get to New York and I didn't have no clue what I was going to do in New York but uh you know I think it gave me the opportunity to kind of pivot myself and kind of take the time to let something come to me in New York rather than having to jump into something I didn't, you know, want. So like a nine to five job that I didn't align with. It sounded like you wanted a change and to get out of Florida was that way for you to distance yourself from such a toxic lifestyle. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's just getting out of Tallahassee, honestly. Um, you know, there's that, it just, that's all there is to do in that town, you know, partying and I mean, yeah, I, I did a lot of cool stuff with, the, you know, my business. We used to take trips across the country in the summer on one of the buses, just like, you know, as a vacation. Um, so I'll I'll always keep those memories with me as, as a good side. And I learned a lot of, you know, how to run a business. And I think that's what kind of helped me get into the modeling industry because I took my business mind and I approached it that way rather than just like, hey, someone, someone didn't discover me. I had to lead them to me. I had to make them discover me. So I had to do the work to get them to notice me. And that's exactly what I did. So I, I definitely took a lot of the skills I learned even in that destructive lifestyle and applied them, applied them to my life. 
how does I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I'm not saying being a model is weird, but I'm trying to wrap my head around like, hey, here's Philip. Philip wants to leave the party lifestyle, but let me figure out if maybe I can make it as a model. That part is still gets to me. And um, can can you just explain that a little bit more? I don't even. I it definitely was not even a thought that crossed my head. Um, like leaving Tallahassee to where I'd go to New York and become a model. Obviously, there was a lot of people that um, kind of planted those seeds inside me of saying, hey, you should go become a model. You should become a model. So maybe it wasn't my subconscious. But, you know, for me, it was more of like, I want to go to, to New York and do something with my marketing degree or something like that. But, you know, I think, again, like when you're open to change and, you know, there's a couple major changes I made before I left Tallahassee, you know, I really kind of grew as a person a lot and one of the main things was I, I had long hair for like 15 years and cut that off and and I remember my hairdresser telling me if you know if you can if you can cut your hair off you can do anything you know you had that that forever and I just felt this confidence going into like New York and what I was doing with the big move and it just kind of made me open to whatever was going to come into my life and I think when you're positive and you're just open the right things come to you. You just have to pick up on it. And I did. And now when I kind of reverse the story and I see how everything connected, I'm like, wow, this is where I'm meant to be. You know, even with the, you know, the whole vegan thing, it's like everything just aligned perfectly. And now I realize that's why I was, you know, supposed to become a model to kind of have this voice, this greater voice. So in, you know, having this change in your life, one of the many changes, but having this particular change of veganism and you're being a model and having this platform, how did you see that, you know, making another change in terms of how you represented yourself as a brand or as a business? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, when I kind of had to uh, change, I mean, I guess I didn't have to change, but like when I started kind of like aligning these different things, when I, you know, after I went vegan, um, it started making me realize that I have that voice and I want to use it. So I wasn't really feeling fulfillment from the modeling world, you know, when I first started. I was like, oh, I'm, you know, posting another picture of me. You know, even to this day when I see people just posting just to say, stay relevant, you know what I look like. I tell you, I posted the same thing yesterday, you know. Um, so it never really was like... I, I never kind of looked at myself in that way of like a model and like I want to, you know, flaunt myself, you know, it was kind of like, all right, I want to use my voice and my mind, not just my face. And, you know, over over the, the couple months after I, I went vegan, I started learning more. And then that's kind of when I started bridging the gap. And then I think it was like eight months later at the beginning of 2018, that's when I switched my Instagram over to the vegan model. And I started branding myself that way. And I, honestly, I had no no idea where I was going to take it at the time. I just kind of knew that I was never going to have animal products again. And I was confident enough to rebrand myself. But I knew by doing that, even whatever I did with it would speak to people because they'd, they'd notice it. They'd notice the change, you know, because there was still a good amount of followers that I had at the time to where it caught their attention. And... um it just gave me this outlet that I, I love to write. I love, to, I'm just a creative person, but it kind of just morphed into one and, you know, kind of pitching myself to brands. I was, I was hustling. I'm pitching myself to brands rather than, I'm not depending on an agent to 
push me to these brands. They don't even know who those brands are. I'm hunting them down, you know, to try to work for them. So I think a lot of everything that I've done, even at the beginning steps of my career and even to now, I realize it's, it's in my own hands. I can't, no one's going to push me the way I want to be pushed more than myself. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of take that into my own hands and make anything happen that I want, you know, and that's kind of what I wanted and that's what I continue to want and strive to grow for. Speaking of the hustle, what kind of modeling do you do then? I do a little bit of everything, honestly. Um, okay. I don't like to be put in a box. Uh, I do a fashion model. I do uh, commercial modeling and I've done parts modeling. I've done stuff with just my hands, you know, just certain body parts, commercials. Like when I fir- actually, when I first got into the modeling industry, I had no clue, or even when I was trying to pitch myself to agencies, I had no clue where I fit in. I would go into these agencies and I would, they would say, no, you're too, com- you're too commercial. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? I didn't, I didn't understand at the oh, time. So there's like different levels yeah. of modeling. I had just different, different or types. Different really. types. Okay. And, yeah. And I, you know, I'm hearing no, I'm not hearing you're too commercial. But then I realized commercial is good because that, that is actually where most more money comes from. You know, you can make money off the commercials or, you know, just campaigns and stuff like that. So no runway shows? I've done runway shows. But that's not where the money is because, I mean, we see all the Victoria's Secret models and they make. Uh, there's, you know, there's obviously a certain level of models that probably make some decent oh, money. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for, for most models, you know, you're on this, this like middle, middle scale of like trying to survive. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been great. I mean, honestly, it's kind of pushed me in, in many different levels. Like when I did New York fashion week and I walked the runway, um, congratulations, that must be awesome. Cause I mean, New York fashion week is like, it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. It It was funny cause, uh, my agency would send me to like castings to, you know, for that. And I was thinking no one taught me how to walk the runway. So I, I, I just looked it up on YouTube and. (laughs) Practice a few. Well, you can learn everything. Practice a few times, and they booked me, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I did something right." And I, uh, I just always hoping was I didn't fall, and I didn't, and uh, it was a great experience. And I've done a couple others since then, but most of the work I do is commercial work. I've been in like a a bounty commercial, Dish Network, um, you know, Amazon Alexa, you know, some a couple of casinos like Cosmopolitan, Las Vegas, different things like that. Um, and those are great because they're just more creative rather than just posing for a photo. You know, you're actually doing, you're playing a part. So You're using your body as your instrument to convey something to sell a product mm-hmm. from what you're saying, hey. from what I'm thinking it is. Well, you're, you're, just, you're telling more of a story than just oh. sitting there against the wall taking a photo. I mean, it seems like you enjoy the, t- you know, modeling. Oh, yeah. No, I, I enjoy it. Um, honestly, I, I just, I enjoy it, but I don't want it to be what defines me. Um, I think it's every, every single thing else that, you know, I've been doing lately with, you know, my health and wellness coaching and, you know, just being a voice for the vegan movement, being an activist out there, you know, just trying to, I guess, teach the world and, you know, people to just become more aware. That's what kind of more ignites me. And, uh, but I don't think I'll ever stop doing the modeling if, it just might be on a, a lesser scale where it's not taking my, my full time. So you mentioned playing parts, and I heard that you played an interesting part, or you donned an interesting role, uh, something that's near and dear to my to 80s, 90s. Our, ba- hearts, oh, yeah. our August, hearts. Our, I, I want to own it because it's like, he's my hero. 
I was going to say pollution, take it down to zero. Okay, so can you tell us about <laughs> your, the Captain Planet? Tell us what that what happened there. All right. So he actually was my hero too. I used to watch him on uh, in cartoons oh my God, when, I, he when didn't. I was a young, a, a little boy, and he was actually my hero. And um, I think like when I started getting, you know, obviously I started getting to, to vegan vegan life. I started getting big into sustainable living, and it it aligned with me to to be a planet saver to where I was trying to save the planet. I got, you know, I got I got big into super big into recycling, composting, just trying to reduce my waste as much as possible, making my own products. And I was like, wait, did I just become Captain Planet? <laughs> and um, so so I had to buy the costume for Halloween. And But then the thing was, when I bought it, I was like, this is not going to be just a Halloween costume. This is going to be a, a, like a many-time cost costume where I wear this, you know, for different events. And just it's been a great tool to kind of like, especially for the, the younger generation who doesn't know who he is, whenever I show up, you know, they're always spider-man or something or captain captain america and i'm like no captain planet so then it's cool to kind of teach them and then it's cool to see people my age and older people that who know who he is you know they they get their eyes light up and it's like oh he's back so it's been great so where do you do where, where does this happen uh just it's, it just depends i've been to national parks with him i've been on the beach with him i've been to the climate march with him and it's just it's great you know like uh whenever i kind of see an opportunity that might make a bigger difference to wear the costume uh, i'll do it and uh i think he's going to come out soon again he's he hasn't made an appearance for a little while <laughs> nice, i nice. love it the, I planet, so the love planet it. needs captain planet right now exactly need exactly and that's why i think it's important it's like the, the planet needs them even more now so i if, if i'm just waiting for for the you know the the movie networks to call me, and you know I'm ready. I'm ready to play them. <laughs> you know what? Screen. That's actually true. Hollywood needs to have. I mean, we have Captain America, and we have the other captains, but we need to have something for the environment, especially oh, exact, now that exactly, exactly. I Joaquin think Phoenix and other activists are speaking about it at award shows. I'm gonna mm -hmm. call it right now. After the Bill and Ted movie releases. The next thing that they're gonna want a green light a Captain Planet movie because that was around the when they first came both came out mm -hmm. the nostalgia effect is gonna be happening all the climate changes so, I hope so so we'll we'll, we'll see. make sure we'll keep this clip on standby yeah when you're out and you we'll know. get them <laughs> find me. <laughs> I want to get into what you mentioned earlier when we first started the the interview. It was that you were knocking on doors. People didn't come after you. But the thing is, do you go only after cruelty-free and um, sustainable brands, or do you go for everybody? Oh, um, well, as far as me hunting down brands, I won't hunt down ones unless it aligns like with me. Obviously, I have several agencies and agents who push me in several different ways. And, uh, you know, there's, there's sometimes, like I said, it's, they send me stuff that might not be all the way there where I, you know, align with it. But I like to say that you have to look at if someone's doing some good and, and, and halfway there, it's better than nothing. And I try to find the good in everyone. Obviously, I won't do something. I've turned down stuff where, you know, people have asked me to, and it was actually turned down stuff where it's, you know, leather. If it's, if it's like, all right, you're doing just leather, then no. Or if it's just animal products, no. Um, but if there's like a line that has, you know, organic cotton and other stuff, then yeah, I'm about it. So it's really kind of like me personally, I wouldn't hunt down those ones, but you know, you if you if you were only hunting down the sustainable and vegan brands, 
you know, you wouldn't survive off that in the modeling world for sure. And, um, you know, like I said, you kind of have to be open to uh, maybe someone not being completely there yet and being on their way. And um, that's that's exactly how I take it. Are there a lot of vegan brands, I guess, or sustainable brands, cruelty-free brands? Um, there is. I mean, I think a lot of people try to brand themselves vegan as even if they were kind of vegan already. You know, it's just kind of they're trying to pick up on the trend of what people want. But um, I look more so for uh, the sustainable brands because so I've worked with a... Um, like recently, I worked with like a vegan bag company, but they're they're sustainable too. It's called Gunna's NYC. Is that the? Um, I think the lady is from India, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Gunna's New York. You know what's great about it is that you know they they make the bags that I was modeling for them out of paper leather, which basically you know obviously most vegan leather is made out of plastic, and it might not be cruel. It might be cruelty free towards animals, but it's still being cruelty. Oh, to I didn't the, know, you know that. It's, it's, excuse me. I didn't know that. Oh, well, yeah. It's you know, it's obviously still cruel to the environment because it's it, you know, plastic is you know going to be around for like five hundred plus years. Uh, so it's always awesome to find that someone is going extra, you know, doing the extra thing that is actually helping the planet as well. So it's been nice. So in terms of the fashion industry and clothes and whatnot i've noticed the trend is that a lot of these major fashion lines are ditching fur now do you see that as a promising opportunity as someone who's in that industry to for them to maybe take that extra step and do leather then start focusing on sustainability hopefully all everything into one but how do you feel right now with where that industry is i think it's uh i think there's well, from the time I started to now, I think it's it's definitely take take a lot of leaps. You know, they, they've made major progress with those things. Obviously, fur like all the major brands, um, and I think now that's the focus is the leather. You know, because that is just as much of an issue, and if not even more. And um, you know, I think I think we're heading in the right direction, and I think more people are becoming aware and they're demanding more sustainable options and more cruelty-free options, which is great. Because honestly, when you can make the stuff just as good without harming the planet or the animals, then why not? You know, I think it's, it's something that people are aligned with now of like understanding that, you know, hey, we want, we want something that is the same quality, but if we can get it, if we can get the same quality and not hurting, you know, causing any harm, then it's a win-win for everyone. What are some of the things that, and this is more personal for you, that you've discovered that really opened your eye when you came vegan? Eyes, rather. You have both those still. When you became vegan, what were some of the things, like some of those aha moments for you? Um, I guess uh, the factory farming. You know, I didn't really, um, I guess, I guess I didn't really choose to know that much about it before and not only just like uh you know the harm that is being created to the to the animals but the impact it has on the environment you know the factory farming and the you know the runoff pollution and all that i think that was one of the major things that i was like wow this is just crazy like you don't and it's it's really really unrestricted so the the crazy part is i feel like the fact that it's unrestricted and uh 
it's not really there's no if there's nothing you know stopping it it's making me question why and you know and then you start to see like you know obviously a lot of governmental stuff and this and web this and that you know could be play a big part in that but i think overall i mean there's so many things about you know that i mean it, it it's hard to like say one in particular stands out but it's just really about the impact that it has on the environment i don't think i really knew that and actually i definitely didn't know that because that was what spoke to me like out of everything because i always say like now i'm i'm vegan for the planet because without the planet you know we don't exist the animals don't exist so i look at it like the biggest possible point you know mm -hmm. so i mean I can go on for the whole show if you want me to tell you about stuff. No, that was good. That was good. And the first one that comes to mind is usually yeah. the most poignant. I mean, it's the most, like, I think it's the thing that most people turn their heads yeah. away from. And it's unfortunate because, you know, people say they, you know, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Well, I, I want to know. I, why would you not want to know, like, where, where your food's coming from? Why would you not want to know? It's It's just... It, okay, well, I think it's like ignorance is bliss, but it's not. Sometimes I, it's not, and I believe that's not either. Yeah, because I was like now, and that's why I say, you know, I feel the best I've ever felt because I'm more mindful. I, I'm more knowledgeable about this stuff because now I can feel, I can figure out how to be better, a better human. Mm -hmm. Is that why you got involved with sustainable culture? Excuse me. Oh, with the director of sustainable culture. Yes, because uh, so I, I am uh, working uh, part time with a nonprofit. Our Children's Earth Foundation as a director of sustainable culture. Um, basically, the Our Children's Earth Foundation, you know, they they fight against you know the environmental stuff. You know, basically trying to make sure we have clean water, you know, clean air. You know, they you know like basically in South Florida, if you guys have been dealing with a lot of the the sewage line breaks and stuff like that. That is something that you know they're environmental lawyers that they help fight against that stuff and make sure, but. They're, a big part of their mission is, you know, public education, and they aligned with me in like what I believe because that's that's what I am. I at the end of the day, I'm a teacher. I'm just trying to teach people how to be better, how to live more sustainably, and to open their eyes to these different things. And um, I think if more people become aware, then more people are going to be not just settling for what has been doing, like been done, and what you know, hey. You can see you don't see the effects if you don't if you're not aware, you know. So if you're becoming aware and you start seeing like, oh, I didn't realize this was affecting me that way, then you you wouldn't have fought against it if you didn't, you know, if you don't know it. So mm -hmm. it's uh it's been great working with them because um you know it's it's just such a obviously the whole organization is great, but when you can kind of come together with like-minded people for uh, you know the same cause, um you know it's a win-win for everyone. And are they based in New York? I'm actually based down here. Oh, they're based down here. Yeah. That's awesome. Ooh. That's awesome. So, yeah. And and one of the things with South Florida is our goal, Soulful Vegans, is to make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. Now you're coming from New York, and that you could be arguably, you know, one of the hotspots in in the U.S. in the world mm -hmm. for veganism. What is that? What is that vegan scene like? You know, how can you describe with someone who's never been there before? Um. The vegan scene's really good there as far as like food wise. Um, I think it was like a month or two into my uh, vegan journey that uh, I uh, went to this French vegan restaurant and um, 
after having the food there, I was thinking to myself, There's, I'll, I never need to eat meat again. You know, it's like, if they're making food this good, um, you know, like, why? Why do you need meat? Um, but I think there's there's just so many different options. And I think I'm lucky to have uh, gone vegan there because it was actually very helpful in, in transitioning myself, you know, you know, hey, if I need this this type of food, you know, to kind of replace the meat or this and that, I can get it. You know, they have every single type. It's, you know, a melting pot of different flavors there and different creations. And it, it's only grown since then. And then um, as far as, you know, the community there, I think it's, uh, I think, honestly, New York has a very, very big eco-minded community as a whole. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say specifically vegan community, but I think it's uh, they're very environmentally conscious. With um, you know, they they offer composting, you know, pickups in all different areas of the city at, at parks. They have one of the best uh, recycling centers in the nation. I actually went on a tour there to become more knowledgeable about how to recycle back when I started. Um, so I think it's very environmentally conscious. I. I I don't know how many people are actually involved in the whole vegan movement there, per se, but I always say that's a thing. It's like, you know, people preach about, you know, environmental stuff and, um, you know, they, they want to pick it outside and, you know, do their activism work. But if, if they're not vegan, they, you know, they're, they're kind of looking away from the one thing they can actually control. And that's why I always say, like, I can control what I put in my body. I might not be able to control what the government makes, the changes, and this and that. So um, that's what I always try to preach with, uh, you know, my message is you can control what's on your plate. You can't control what's what's done above all the time. Is that what led you to start My Fittest Hour? Um, I think uh, what led me to start My Fittest Hour was realizing how I made all the changes that I did to my own life. Um, it kind of like... I had to form, I guess, a, an emotional connection to the change. So I guess basically the best way to put it is I heard about how bad plastic is for the environment for like several years, for like most of my life, but I didn't care. So I could be, then it kind of stems off my, my previous, uh, you know, words before of how if you're not ready to hear a message or actually understand a message, you're just going to keep going on with your life and not pick up on it. So by making the changes that I made and kind of realizing what I had to do to make those changes and form that emotional connection to the change, it kind of made me kind of like lead to the, the health and wellness aspect of things of like, hey, it just really is about more so opening your mind in a new way, but you have to make yourself open your mind. And, and that means that you have to slow down. You have to quiet the noise so you can actually let more stuff in you know we're getting blasted with stuff all the time through the media and different things and you know who we surround ourselves in our environment that it's really hard to kind of like take in something new and a different way of doing something and um you know kind of when i just started really aligning all those things it's like that i that i put together to be the person that i am now because i made major changes i went from being a, a party boy to you know now being a captain planet and uh, I think when you kind of see that that massive amount of change, uh, 
you have to realize like, wow, like I've been able to do something amazing. How did I do it? Now maybe I can help other people do it. And that's kind of my goal now. And I, and I, I, I really believe that our personal health is correlated to the planet, the health of the planet. Because if you're not, if you don't care about your own personal well-being, you're not going to care about something much greater. And uh, so all that stuff aligned, like with, you know, being going vegan and stuff like that and becoming, you know, a model or moving to New York, it really was all about, you know, starting at step one and, and re, relearning how to, how to like take in information, relearning how to connect emotionally to something. And because as guys, as you know, like we're not taught to be, you know, open with our emotions or talk to be strong, trying to, you know, we're taught to kind of just shrug away different things and um, kind of not let our emotions out. And um, I think when I started kind of forming more of an emotional intelligence, that's what helped me make the changes that I did and helped me become aware of things that I wasn't aware of before and hence get connected to the vegan uh, movement and uh, really kind of not just get connected, uh, care about something much greater. One of the things that I constantly see, not even just, well, I'm hearing about it in modeling, but in acting and anything that you're looking at, you always have to go to one of those hot spots, a New York and LA, somewhere that's all the activity is happening in order to make it happen for yourself. Was that your experience? Did, did you see that? Was that the only route you felt that you could have gone to get to where you're going? Um, yes, I think it's definitely helped. Uh, I think it's always uh, important to be in a, a place where there's more opportunity. And uh, honestly, I, f f moving from Florida and going, I, I wanted to do a complete opposite change. I wanted to go into the biggest area with the most possibilities. Uh, I love the energy of New York and then going in there and then seeing, you know, that this was going to play a big role into how, like where I have to be, which is, you know, obviously because of the modeling industry. I, I have a love hate relationship with it because I don't want to be stuck there if I don't, you know, really, I guess want to be there full time. But I think, it's important to know why you're there. It's always important to know why, what your why is. So I know why I'm there. I know that I need to be there to yield this opportunity so I can use it for greater good and branching myself out even further. And I think it's, uh, it's important to be in those areas, but I don't think it's the end all. And what advice would you have for someone looking to get into modeling? <laughs> Um, yeah, I might try a career change. Oh, well, I can coach you. If you yeah, like. I'll be the, the vegan nurse slash model. <laughs> um, someone trying to get into the industry, I would say uh, build up your portfolio as much as you can. So when I started, I went from, I literally started shooting with every photographer that I could possibly shoot with that I was collaborating on Instagram. I was doing a couple shoots a week. So I was like, I didn't know. No, I didn't go to modeling school. I went to life school. Let me let me let me trial and error this thing, and uh, I just kind of like took the approach of let me just go all in and shoot as much as possible. I can make. I can maybe the more I shoot, the better pictures I can get. And then, honestly, as far as like getting into actual agencies, 
I would say you, you have to be willing to accept the word no, because you're going to hear that uh, 10 times more than you hear yes. And uh, I think that's what taught me a lot about, um, a, lot, a lot more about myself, uh, being able to take rejection and be confident in who I am. And uh, so I would say just kind of build up your confidence and, uh, and realize that it is a tough industry, but if you really want it, then you can make it work. And don't let anyone tell you you're not valued because you are valued. You have to look at that. You are... You hold value no matter what, whether they see it or not, but someone will see it. You just have to keep trying. What's next now for the vegan model? Next for the vegan model, uh, so continue uh, building my health and wellness platform. Um, and uh, I'd like to do more public speaking and uh, really kind of branch my message uh, out to many more people. Uh, my goal is to be on a TED Talk, so uh, or Captain Planet, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just really kind of want to keep learning and keep uh, spreading what I know and what I've learned and help inspire others uh, and basically save them time, energy, and maybe even money from having to go through the same stuff that I went through um, over the years because. You know, I, I think if you can kind of take away anything from what you learned through your own struggles and be able to kind of package that up to someone else and help them be better than you, that is what uh, life is all about. It's about passing that along and uh, just want really more people to, to become more aware. And uh, however uh, that, that works out, I, I, don't, I don't really know what, uh, what the future has in store, but I know... One day, I'd like to to get into to farming myself too. That is uh, one of my greater goals. Uh, just kind of learning permaculture, and uh, so I, I want to be living off the land. I want to be self sufficient. But before all that, I'd like to just really branch my message out more and uh, do uh, much more public speaking and just you know sharing my story. What's the title of your TED talk? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, I I think it would have to be uh, just uh, <laughs> you caught me at a bad time. <laughs> uh, from party boy. No, I was gonna say I ha to no, like it would be from uh, from self destructive partier to purpose driven model. Nice. I actually like that. And that's the title of this episode. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Where can people find you? Okay, people can find me on uh, myfitnesshour.com for my coaching. Uh, I am a certified personal trainer, and I am a certified fitness nutrition specialist as well. So uh, you can find me on there for your coaching needs. Uh, if you want to find me on uh, my modeling lifestyle, you can uh, check me out on the, the vegan model, the underscore vegan model on Instagram. And... Uh, you can check out my sustainable living blog, allthatsustains.com. There's many ways to find me, um, but uh, I might find you first. And another way to find them is on our website, soflovegans.com slash podcast. And I also want to give a huge shout out to Mark at Leaves and Roots for allowing us to shoot this episode. If you're listening to the audio, you may hear the beautiful sounds of South Florida. We kept it in on purpose so you can get the feel of 
where we actually are. We're not locked up in some stuffy studio. We're feeling the coldest day in South Florida, or one of the coldest days, which is a 66 treat. degrees. Exactly. I'm making people jealous right now. I'm going to go back to New York <laughs> with a little suntan on my face. So... It's a beautiful time out here, and we want to thank you so much for being on our podcast. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Yes, thank you for flying down from New York yes, just hey. to give a podcast hey. with us. Anything for you guys. You are listening to the SoFlo Vegans Podcast.